What's good, good people, and welcome, welcome to the Silly, Nerdy, Sometimes Wordy Podcast. And I'm your host, BK. This is episode 14, WGA and SAG-AFTRA on strike and its impact on the fall 2023-2024 TV season and future films, part two. And in this week's episode, we are going to continue the discussion of the SAG-AFTRA joining the WGA on strike, this time focusing on the some of the key issues that they're negotiating about, how the business model has changed, as well as the threat of AI, artificial intelligence. All right. Hope you guys are doing well out there. Thanks for joining me again. For those that you are that are still with me, thanks for riding with me. Those of you new, welcome, welcome. Um, I hope everybody is doing well out there, having a great summer as we are moving closer to August and football season. Okay. Um, not doing any nerdy notes this week. We're just going to get right into the topic of these, uh, some of the key, uh, issues, a few of the issues that they're talking about, um, that's been out there. Um, and then, First, uh, an example of how these strikes are affecting, for instance, the fall TV schedule. CBS has recently um, released their fall TV lineup. Uh, It's public information. It's out there. And you will notice that you don't see all of the normal scripted shows, crime dramas, comedies and whatnot that are there. It's only three of the shows that are showing right now, and the rest are um, reality TV shows slash reality TV competition shows as well as news and sports. So one of the normal shows you would see that a new season is the flagship uh, NCIS and FBI. And what they have listed is NCIS Encores, FBI encores and blue bloods uh classic episodes of blue bloods all that means is they're going to be reruns old episodes not brand new seasons but old episodes because of the current strikes that are happening and the rest like i said is different types of reality tv shows as well as news like 60 minutes and sports. And I think there's like one um, Paramount Plus show that they're, they may be putting on there as well. But all that to say that there are no new seasons as of now of NCIS, of FBI, of Blue Bloods. They all have been renewed for new seasons. But because of the current strike going on, CBS has decided to choose three of their scripted shows to show reruns of those shows. So that is one prime example of the two strikes and how it's affecting what you will be seeing this fall on CBS. All right. And into the main topic, like I said, I'm talking about um, how the business model has changed Uh, as well as the threat of AI, artificial intelligence. The first thing I want to focus on is how the business model has changed uh, dramatically. And it's changed organically uh, just over time because 
over time, things change. Technology comes in, makes things better, you know. Um, so back in the day, when we watched TV, obviously it was live. And if you missed it, you missed it. There was no, oh, I'll watch it later on Netflix or Hulu. Um, the episodes were much were longer, were 22 episodes, sometimes as high as 28. Fran Dresser gave the example of her show, The Nanny. Uh, I didn't know it, but her show was 28 episodes. Uh, so you can go as high as 28, um, but kind of the the minimum standard was 22. And some shows today still get the 22, but it's not many of those shows out there that do a full 22 on network TV. Um, so you would have those uh, 22 episodes, 28 episodes. And they would go on for seasons and seasons on network TV, along with having the advertisement dollars, the commercial, which comes from the commercials. And so, if you know, the show did well, it would stay on. It would, you know, get new seasons. And after the show came to an end, after their their series finale, then those episodes, as well as while the show was going on, previous seasons would go into syndication, into reruns would happen it would go on to cable tv and other networks and so you would get residuals they would get the residuals from the show being in reruns on different networks especially if a show ran for multiple seasons you know five six ten seasons and so you get that residual they would the actors um would get that residual money in between and at the end of one show while they're auditioning and trying to get on to another show. And so the residual money was good, very good back then. Um, episodes were longer. You had advertisement dollars and all of that, right? And so we fast forward to now. Things have organically changed. Episode counts are not consistently at 22 anymore. Like I said, it still does happen, but it's not the number is not as high as it used to be. So now with streaming shows are made, some shows, a good portion of shows are made specifically to go straight to the streaming service. Uh, there, there's still network TV that happens. Um, but the episode counts are not as high. Uh, some episodes can be as low as six, sometimes a little bit less than that. The seasons are not as long. Some seasons can be two to three seasons or just one season only. Um, of course, you still have things that do do multiple seasons that go to four and five and six and and beyond. But uh, it's not. It has to be a really great show. And so the episode counts are lower. So it means that they're going to get paid a little less. And then once the show ends, as opposed to it going on to cable TV, when you get more advertisement dollars, the show ends on the streaming service. It just stays on the streaming service. It stays on Netflix. It stays on Hulu. It stays on HBO or Max or whatever. It stays on the the service. And so they don't get the residuals from the advertisement dollars from it being on cable TV. They still get residuals from that, but it's very little. And um, I'll give an example of that soon. So that, like I said, the episode counts are lower and sometimes the, um, 
the length of the episode is longer or shorter. So another uh, thing is that those shows that I mentioned that were great back in the day, like a, a Saved by the Bell, a um, uh, even NCIS or different great comedy shows like Friends, like those great comedies, those great crime dramas, they then are get the rights bought to be placed on the different streaming service or if the network has their own service, they'll put it on there. Uh, and then the shows are found by a new generation of people or just people that just want to rewatch them again. And they become great, um, massive hits on the different streaming platforms. And apparently the actors and writers are not getting paid or not getting paid for them becoming great hits on the streaming services. Um, they don't see those residuals or barely none at all. And one example uh, I want to give, and before I give that, um, I preface this by saying that most, if not all of the streaming services, they do not um, they do not release their metrics in terms of how the shows are doing, whether it's doing really great or really poor. They don't release the numbers so that people can see, or at least the people that need to see them. So that is one, that's another issue that they, they don't release the number so they can't see how their show is doing. Um, I feel like the only way you know how well their show is doing is that the show gets renewed for another season. And sometimes the shows, it varies. The show gets renewed even sometimes very rarely before the show, the first season even comes out or while the first season is going on or immediately after the show ends. And so an example of this, of a show that was great back in the day on network TV and then goes on to a streaming service is, does really great again. And then the residuals, the actors aren't getting the residuals or barely getting any residuals from that is a show. Uh, it's called Gilmore Girls. Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. Uh, it was a popular show. I didn't watch it, but I know it was a big show. And actor... Sean Gunn, um, you may know him. I know him from the recent Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He plays the Kraglin character. He was the one that uh, inherited Yondu's weapon, the, the whistle weapon. But James Gunn has done, I'm uh, sorry, uh, Sean Gunn has done a lot of, lot of work. He's the brother of James Gunn. And he recently said some things, and I'll read um, a quote from him. He says, he has received, quote, he has received um, ze almost zero residuals from Gilmore Girls, one of the most popular shows on Netflix. Quote, Netflix CEO Red Hastings and Ted Sardana's give themselves bonuses in tens of millions of dollars. I don't get why they can't lessen those bonuses. End quote. That's coming from Sean Gunn. So, the studio heads, uh, they get these large multi-million dollar, sometimes billion dollar bonuses from the shows doing well. And that, that money doesn't trickle down to, to the actors. So that's an example of a show, like I said, was a massive hit, then massive hit again on the streaming service, but the residuals, the actors aren't getting them. 
Another example of that is a show that was straight to streaming. Um, and this is also in regards to Netflix. Um, Orange is the New Black. That was a massive hit for Netflix. So that show ran for seven seasons, a total of 91 episodes. And one of the actresses that was on that show, she put this on social media. So this is public information. It's out there. She showed a paper uh, document from her residuals from what she got from being on the show. Like I said, she was one of the main characters. She appeared in 40 of 91 episodes and she showed on her social media that the total that she got paid for her 40 episodes of work of residual payments I'm talking about residual payments the total she received was $27.40 for 40 episodes of work $27.40 that's all she got paid for 40 episodes of work that means those early call times memorizing all their lines her lines her blocking and whatever type of physical things you had to do i didn't watch the show it was it wasn't one of my um shows but i know it was a very popular show uh on netflix but that's all she got paid so that's another example of the actors not getting uh, the residual payments that is one of the reasons one of the main reasons why they are out there picketing and striking to get a better fair fair deal so that they can uh, get this resolved and get back to work and create the great work that we all like to watch. There are a lot of examples out there um, for actors and writers not getting paid much from previous episodes and residuals. Another issue that they that it's on the negotiating table it's one of the big ones is the threat of ai artificial intelligence of course the threat of ai has affected a lot of industries particularly the grocery store industries because we all use it and i'm talking about the fast speedy 12 or 14 items or less you know self checkout line where we can just go and check ourselves out without someone at the cash register that has taken jobs away from people that are doing the cash register, albeit they still have people at the cash register, but it's a little less people because of the technology of the self checkout. So the threat of artificial intelligence, AI, there's this thing out there. They're saying that an actor, whether you are an A-list primary role or a backup actor or background actor performer, you would get paid for one day's of work. And then you would scan your likeness and then you get paid for that one day. However, if they choose to use your likeness again, let's say five years later, 10 years later in a different show or different movie, they can do that. And then you won't get paid for that. I believe they have, given them a kind of a, uh, give them a, a kind of a adjacent deal to say they would give them this amount of money, but it wasn't much. Um, I think the number is like 5% or something like that, but pretty much 
let's say your your likeness gets scanned today and there's a film that they're going to be doing that comes out five years later, but you're not going to get paid for that film that comes out five years later. You only you only got paid for the one time. And so that kind of takes the actor out of their job because you can't use artificial intelligence for acting. There are certain things that you just can't do in terms of the emotion and how you do it and the tone and stuff. I mean, you can program as much as you want, but there's some things only humans can do. And so that is, um, that is a very, one of the big things, like I said, the um, kind of using their perform the performers uh, likeness without their consent and then not paying them for it years later that they want to use. That is a very, very big thing that is on the negotiating table. So, these two things that I have mentioned are just two of the issues that they are that's on the negotiating table. There are other things that are being talked about that are being that will eventually be negotiated once they get back to the table. But these are the two that I wanted to um, focus on. There are a lot of like I said, there's there's other things, but these are the two that I've heard about. These are the two that are being talked about when um, the actors go on. Well, mainly, I guess, Fran Dresser went on a couple of shows. And when Variety and Deadline, the the uh, entertainment outlets that are out there, um, interviewing them and asking the actors and writers um, while they're picketing, these are the th- some of the things that they're talking about, amongst other things. But those two are are the um, the big issues. So those are, like I said, that's that's what I wanted to focus on. And... So as I bring this to an end, um, I hope this gets done, but it's just going to take time. And a couple of days ago, I was just kind of watching. I was on Max, the streaming service, and I was just kind of rewatching some trailers of Game of Thrones. And you forget how great, not only how great the show is, but the writing is. And of course, I watch all those behind the scenes stuff, as you know, if you listen to uh, episode zero and one and two, uh, there is a lot of work that goes into putting these shows on, whether it's a comedy or it's a crime drama or drama or a film. Uh, there's a lot of work and there's a lot of people that go into creating the great stuff, the great art that we like to watch. as well as even the music as well. Like it's just not the band. It's just not the artist. There's the engineers, there's a producer, unless it's the the artist that's doing it. But there's a lot of people behind that as well. But for film and TV, there is, um, like I said, there's a lot of people that go into putting these shows on. It's not just the A-list actor. It's the, all the people, like I said, if you go back and listen to episode one and two, you'll know what I'm talking about. But, these people uh, definitely need to get paid fairly. Uh, the business model, the industry has changed. The streaming services have changed everything. So this, they need to be able to adapt with it, uh, the studios, so that everyone can be paid fairly. Uh, and so that you can get back to making these great film and TV because they're losing a lot of money per day. There's one report out there that uh, a film there's losing like 
the studios are losing like $600,000 per day for every day that they're not filming and creating stuff. So, uh, so hopefully it gets done, whether they are just trying to wait until a certain amount of time, a couple months to do this, it makes no sense why they would do that now, but that's their choice. That's their process. Uh, we'll see how long this goes, but this is part two of this series. Part three, I'm going to focus on some of the actual TV shows and films that are affected slash moved slash delayed. Um, I'll get into that uh, and some other things. So that is all for today. I'm going to call it here. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please um, tell your friends, coworkers, associates about it. And if they're into TV and they, like I said, if they see reruns or don't see their shows at all, they can listen to this and they'll know why they're not seeing that stuff right now. Or they'll see why they're that a movie that was coming out later this year is now pushed into next year or two years later. So that's all I have for you today. Hope you enjoyed it. Please come back again. And until next time. We will talk soon.